Today's podcast is brought to you by the BetStamp app, which is helping thousands of people win at sports betting for free. The same way travelers use Google Flights or Expedia to find best prices, bettors can now use BetStamp to do the same. When you place a bet, the odds given by a sportsbook will determine how much you can possibly win. Even when betting on the same outcome, different sportsbooks will offer varying payouts, and these differences can be huge. Thankfully, BetStamp allows you to easily line shop the most profitable odds across all sportsbooks. You can click on any matchup and instantly see all the different odds for game lines, player props, and even futures bets. Line shopping is the simplest way to find an edge in sports betting and maximize your chances of winning long term. On average, BetStamp users win an extra $1,000 plus yearly just by line shopping. You can find the BetStamp app on the Apple iOS Store, Google Play Store, or through your browser at www.betstamp.app. To access all these benefits, sign up using promo code RBRANT, all one word, and start your journey to successful sports betting today. If you forget to use the code upon sign up, you can always enter our code in your BetStamp account settings afterwards. Check it out today. Welcome, my friends, to the show never ends. This is the Red Bull Ramp Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Iapico. I'm Truman, and this is episode 427, The More Things Change. Because we changed. We did. I was about to say the more they stay the same, but then I realized that we definitely changed. Um, so, yeah, obviously you guys would have noticed something uh, different about our intro. <clears throat> we have sponsor, partner, whatever you want to call it. Um, we are now affiliated uh, with the uh, BetStamp app, uh, so there will be an ad read before each show, and then uh, we have a nice little feature coming up. We'll, I'm going to not say anything more. We'll, we'll come back to that later. <clears throat> um, trial period for now. Hoping it's going to continue, but yeah. We're very Go excited. Ch- that's, that's all I'm going to say. We're very excited. They actually reached out to us. We did not reach out to them. Um, which is really cool. This took about, I would say, what, a month to come together? A little more than a month? Yeah, month and a half. Right? So we're ki- we're kicking off a uh, a little agreement with them, and we're super pumped. So. Yeah, and if we had planned, if we if we followed through with our plan and actually recorded on Monday, that was the official date that our that this started. So <clears throat> only only a few days late, but that's okay. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, check them out. Um, I have not used it, but somebody associated with the show has, and all I'm going to say is that they made some money using it so far. So if you're into betting. Yeah, and if you're into betting, uh, don't forget, don't bet over your head, bet with it. See? Boom! Look, I got that in. (laughs) Yeah. 
what, what's the um the NFL saying? If you have a plan and stick to it. Yep. Well, who, the one who didn't have a plan and stuck to it was the Red Bulls because they sucked over the last yep. two games. Shocker. Big shocker. They're still fucking terrible. <clears throat> so, yeah, we didn't. Honestly, between Truman with the playoffs and the Red Bulls just being that sucky, we're like, you know what? Screw it. We're not going to rush ourselves and record last week. So sorry for missing a week. It, but honestly, it, it, it's the it, Devils Rangers series 100% got in the way of recording on multiple nights. Are true. It was it was now? literally two nights it got in the way. Right. And I mean, what what would what would I rather do? Uh, watch a team in the playoffs, uh, playing their arch rival, enjoying it, or um, being half distracted talking about this pile of shit. But we're gonna keep talking about this pile of shit because that's what we do. Yep. Shitty or not shitty. If we're gonna if we're gonna do this fucking show when they're great, we're gonna do this show when they're fucking terrible. <clears throat> so, you know, let's get into the games first. Um, all right, so two games we got to talk about: Montreal away loss two nothing, uh, followed up by a very late uh, draw one one, which apparently we can only ever score goals after the 89th minute now. So also correct. That's right. All right, so let's get into these with our tweets. Truman, you have those ready to go? Yep, so I'm going to read uh, multiple, multiple tweets regarding the game in Montreal. Uh, a few from people I don't think we've ever heard from before, so they were quite upset searching that hashtag. So here we go. I, I, I tend to find that when the Red Bulls play worse, we get more people yes. telling us about it. So. Yes, this is a large amount of upset people. So we are going to kick off with our with our buddy, Eddie. At, uh, Pierre Delecto says... The real Montreal impact was the friends we drunkenly stumbled around with to get poutine at this place along the way. I'm going to these games for vibes and alcohol. This team I continue to struggle to support, and I refuse to chant anything other than the fires trooper till he's gone. It's fucking embarrassing! Uh, Lennon, at AC Milan Siempre, he loves AC Milan apparently, just wrote hashtag Struber out. Sheehan FR uh, at Sheehan underscore FR said, Beyond sickening. It's fucking embarrassing. Captain Narlock at Ma, uh, Ma Joshi said, This is fucking embarrassing. Something's got to give. With all that's happening so far this team this season, shit needs to change. Otherwise, this team is going to be weak and shaken all season. Struber out, Van Zier out. It's Our friend Ed Ritter, he's back, says no choice now. Struber out. It's fucking embarrassing. Uh, at TRM, Cloughlin says, tonight I'm going to party like it's 1999. It's fucking embarrassing. Uh, Rich Krasnomovitz, I wish you were going to read that name, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't. Sell the team, fire the entire front office, start over. Uh, Don Gould says, well, just a gif of Nelson saying, ha ha. It's fucking embarrassing. And lastly, at the underscore captain 66 says, fuck Struber, fucker Vanzier. Clearly the team doesn't want to play for him and he's shit anyway. Out. Both. Now. No tolerance. It's fucking embarrassing. Was that all the Montreal game or is that everything? Uh, that was just the Montreal game. Oh, boy. 
That's, that's a lot of fucking embarrassing. So so we won't we won't do the fucking embarrassing here. This is after the draw. Uh Red Coach Jay Jeremiah said, I just don't have it in me to hope my team loses ever. But I can't help but feel the point will keep this train wreck going unchanged for yet another week. I think that's how a lot of us feel, honestly. Uh Eddie again said, I'd just like to give revenge to Steve's tweet and say, Who who is mid in the end? Let's go Devils, baby. I am no longer masochistic to rewatch this game and remind myself how they got here. Great work for Burke, though. Uh, Chico at Chico Taza said, with the first overall pick in the MLS Super Draft, Red Bull New York is proud to select. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Who cares? I was going to say, it's a Super Draft. Who cares? Right, it means nothing. And then uh, Steven Santos at Creepy Taxi said, sorry, I didn't care to watch. I didn't care. I was watching game six of Devils versus Rangers that night in MSG. Rangers won, and I'm happy. Sorry, Truman. Game seven Monday. Red Bulls mid at best. Bad news, Steve. You lost game seven, buddy. There you go. It's a lot of fucking tweets. I feel like shit. Uh, Okay, so usually we start with dislikes because we want to end on a positive note. I feel like there's really no positives over these two games. I, I, I have some positives. Okay, do you want to save positives for the end? Yeah, same for the end. Okay, so then dislikes. What did you dislike the most about these two games? Oof. <laughs> Where to start? There's a lot to talk about, but it's just the one continuing issue. They can't fucking score goals. It's it's just over and over. And, and Jay, like you said, they're only scoring in like the 90th minute at this point. They can't fucking score. It's it's fucking insane. It's insane. Oh, great. A forward got a goal. It was in the 89th minute. Awesome. And that just saved them from losing. The, just the lack of goal scoring. And I know two very important midfielders are missing. I 100% understand that. They are two very important parts of this team. But you can't fucking fall into two goals in a game accidentally how is that possible night in and night out how are they not just just gets happen to get a second goal in a game that that is the i think the worst part by far is well, the last production is fucking absolutely awful well the second goal came because we can't score in the montreal right. game right well we, we can score on our own now. so that's at least that's there's that too Well, you, you really know why that happened, right? Why we gave up that own goal? Because we suck? Well, yeah, but more importantly, we had to get the goals against average at exactly one. Oh, there we go. That makes sense. You, you can't have that be any, you know, anywhere but one, right? It's got to be exactly one. That's true. <laughs> uh, <ugh. laughs> That's the best way to describe it. <laughs> 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 I have something I'm going to talk about, but I, I want to make sure this is I'm, – I'm going to hold off on it because it's not the the real problem. <clears throat> the uh, tactics, game plan, whatever you want to call it, because I feel like there's none, clearly isn't working. The coach is unwilling to do something different. We know this. We keep saying it over and over again. It's tiring. Uh. My dislike is the fact that 
and, and I know he has probably loyalists in the front office, but at some point, he's got to go. I feel like Chris Armas got less of a leash than this guy did. Mm-hmm. Chris Armas would have been long like, gone. Fucking long gone. Armas might have been gone last year, if yeah. this, honestly. Um, I understand he's missing players. Right, I get that. But in none of these games have they been blown out. Right. They're they're literally they're like I was, you know, two nil was this one. I, I the right. two the two the two zero I really count as one nothing because the right. fact that the right. second was a, a garbage time goal because like pretty much everybody but two players were up in the offensive third and they got right. on a counter. Pushing and pushing. Right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> if you told me if you told me beginning of the year that we had seven players out and two of them were starters, I would say, well, I would still expect the team to at least be middle of the conference. But to be dead last when you have supposedly one of the best defenses in the league, and, and I say supposedly because one goal a game is not a bad number over 34 games. It's a terrible number over 10. Right. Um, you know, and and I don't blame Cornell for a lot of these goals he's given up because he's been left hanging out to dry. Uh, clearly, you can't you can't put an old goal against the goalie. So, um, but just in a league where you have to have a and and granted this is most leagues, but I think it's especially true in MLS given the roster rules. Uh, next player up mentality, and next player up is not performing, and I honestly and. Honestly, I think it's more down to tactics than the players because really the only issue is finishing or more importantly, getting the ball in the box to a point where it can be, you know, a shot can be taken. We have almost no quality chances. I think like the outside of the goals that we've actually scored recently, the best quality chances have been the shots from outside the box. It's, I mean, how many times are we just going to send it up the wing and put a cross in and hope it, hope it goes in? Yeah. Real quick, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned the great word and that word is, is, is finishing. And what we've seen a lot with this team, uh, it, this happened last year too. They would get so many chances in the first half. When the, the game is scoreless, so many chances and they couldn't put one in. And every time that did you did that, you're like, well, the other team's going to score. You could just sense it coming. That's what happened in the Chicago game. They had like two, I think it was two really, really good chances in that first. It, it was like it was the bar, the Barlow shot where he's one on one. Yeah. And, and the Barlow shot. For a pressing team, that's like textbook how it's supposed to work. Right, they put Bar- Barlow got in the perfect position. His, his the guys on the wings pressed just enough to force a bad pass, and Barlow overthought it, tried to get cute and go through the legs, and it didn't work. And then Emmanuel, honestly, I don't really blame Emmanuel as much because he, I think he made the right choice and just smashing it as hard as he could into the upper yep. corner. No, he just right. got un- he got a little bit unlucky that he leaned back a little too far and took it to the bar. Right, and again, that's. Right, but th- but that's the thing, right? And it's right. He he took a great shot. He did the right thing by shooting. 
but then it doesn't fucking go in. And then again, you're like, oh, all right, let me just check my watch, see when this fucking goal for Chicago is going to go in. Oh, there it is. Okay, cool. All right, we're just going to play from behind yet again. And that's the problem, right? Our general style of play since Jesse Marsh took over, it's almost required us in every game to have to be the team that scores first. Because you put the other team on the back foot, you make it much harder to break down a press where and they now have to chase a game. You're forcing them to make mistakes, right? You're getting yes. the other team to open up. That's when the press works. That's when you're creating turnovers and getting more chances. Yeah. Where when you don't score, you allow a team to bunker for a long time and basically just hit you on the counterattack, and that's exactly what happened to us against Chicago. Yeah. The second goal against Montreal was that, I mean, like, you look at the teams we've played so far, none of them are top of the league. Those were all winnable games. And I'm not saying we win every single one. But we should have been as much as the scoreline says we've been in them, we've never really felt in them at all. Right. Like even the Chicago game, like the first 10 minutes, it didn't really feel like we had a chance to score and take control of the game. And it should have. We should have absolutely felt that in the first 10 minutes. But we didn't. No. And instead you just feel impending doom. <laughs> Every game is impending doom. Yeah. Like honestly, after the no penalty kick call, which is debatable which way it goes, but after that, they and Kai Kamars was like, "Oh well, that was fucking coming." Of course, if, if it was like the first play after the penalty kick that we didn't get. Yep. yep. It, it, <laughs> all I could say is that a different coach would get a shorter leash. I don't understand why Struber still has his job at this point. No, I don't either. And one more thing too, because we we talked about you just mentioned Carlos Coronel, and I'm, I mean, this, I guess I'm throwing an afterthought in sooner than later. Um, you know, he's what, what drives you crazy is that when he has these minor gaffes that cost him a goal, there's a lot of teams in the league, a lot of teams in fucking sports that can overcome it. You're like, hey, listen, he messed up. He made a bad play. I'm going to get right back in this game. It's not a problem. And then you look at the you look at the end of 90 minutes or whatever and you go, hey, we won the game, but I messed up, but we were able to overcome it. This team can't. They can't. So this poor guy. Is forced to be fucking perfect. Forced to. So is the defense. Forced to be perfect. Because if they're not perfect, we fucking lose. And clearly we're not because we're averaging one goal against the game. Yep. So when you average a goal against, the only way you win is by scoring two or more. We have, there was a graph I saw, I think it was before the Chicago game. Like if you if you looked at it, we were I think like middle of the pack for expected goals scored, but we were best in the league in expected goals against. Mm-hmm. And we were giving and at the, at that point it was expected goals against was point eight. We were giving up more than that. And oh, it's right, it was after the Montreal game. Cause I remember this because Montreal had the worst ratio of both of those things, and they beat us two nothing. Yeah, I sure did. Like we were on almost complete opposite ends of that graph and the result did not match what the expected stat says it's it's supposed to do. And now granted, the expected goal stat is 
its own thing and it never really means what it does but like if you take it at face value there's a lot of these games we should have been winning and we're not yeah and at some point at some point the front office has got to say well fuck this shit we're not going to win a title this year let's you know fire him and start over worst case that happens is we don't make the playoffs because we're already in last fucking place in the eastern conference yeah honestly Sporting Kansas City is a godsend for the Red Bulls this year because we'd probably be dead last in the league if it wasn't for them being so terrible. Yeah. Don't worry, we can we can top that. The <laughs> problem is we're gonna get a couple players back at some point and they'll be yet again mediocre enough somehow to fucking sneak in the last spot in the playoffs and get knocked out in the first game and be right back to where we always are. Nothing changing at all. All right. Uh Anything positive? I, I honestly, I don't know if I have anything positive over these two games to talk about. Yeah, didn't have to watch them live. That was fucking great. Oh, that's right. I told you not to bother with both of them. That was great. And the best part was Saturday last Saturday night. I went to see the Impractical Jokers live, and that show was fucking amazing. I, that it was, it was, it was awesome. I, I expected it was to be good, but it was actually great. So, uh, if you like that show at all, and you're on the fence about seeing them live, go see them live. Uh, I'm not kidding. I laughed a fucking ton. So yeah, that was awesome. And I think the Saturday before I didn't watch it like because I think the Devils it was like it was playoff Devils playoff game I believe. So also more important. Yeah, I think that was game three of the series or something like that. Yeah, because we recorded on game two, I think. Uh oh, oh, you're. Uh, I think you're right. So on, were, you, were you happy with my decision to tell you not to watch? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember saying to Pat, like, I think I should tell him. He goes, Yeah, just go ahead and do it. <laughs> no, nope, extended highlights was perfect. Perfect game for the old extended highlights. All right. Um, afterthoughts. So I want to make sure what I'm about to say it's it's clear. This is not the reason we lose the games. The reason we lose the games is because of terrible coaching. But. Can the fucking referees just please call the game correctly? Like, there's no reason we should got a yellow for diving. There was clearly a foul. Clearly a yellow card worthy foul because it was cutting off a promising attack that was literally heading into the box. It should have been a second yellow and and a red card for Chicago. Like, how many times do things need to happen? to the Red Bulls for the league or the, the referees to take notice and say, oh, hey, maybe we're fucking these guys over too much. And they don't care. No, I know they don't care. And again, that's not an excuse because we absolutely should have beat Chicago outright regardless of what the calls. Yep. All right. I, I think that's it for me. Do you have anything else? No, we can move on. All right. Uh, pain index because it's all pain. Yes, it's all pain. Uh, hold on. Let me, you know, I'm just going to do the averages because it's easier. And let me just extend this one thing first. Okay. So the week nine score index or pain index really just factored in two games, which was Houston and Montreal. So after San Jose, the average score was 6.6. 6. 
it jumped to 8.1. Oh yeah. <laughs> we can we can hit we can hit the perfect 10 at some point. Uh after the Chicago game it crept up to 8.4. <laughs> oh man. What what's sad is looking at the graph I have here you can clearly tell the one week they won cuz it's the lowest score on <laughs> for the season. Oh. You know, we everything was going fine until we lost to Atlanta, and then people were like, oh shit. Yep. And then Vanzier happened. Yep. And now it's been nothing but pain. Yeah. <clears throat> if you're new to the Red Bulls this year, you I'm sorry for, you you're oh not gonna get God. a pain free existence. Oh boy. I I am really fucking sorry if you're new to this team. That that is just a hell that no one deserves. So here, here's an honest question, because I, you know, my history with the Rebels goes back to 2011 and the very end of 2010. Is this like the worst league position 10, 10 weeks in? I feel like it's got to be, or at I least one. To be. I mean, we don't have to, we don't have to dig into this, but I can't remember anything worse. I know in the Red Bull Arena era, it's definitely the the worst. Yeah. But. I mean, that's kind of sad if you think about it. During the COVID year, right, where you could argue that that was possible. At that point, it was one of the worst teams in the RBA era. It never got to this point. Nope. No. And, 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 the, COVID, and the COVID year had so much other shit around it. Yeah. Can this year be like our version of Community's Gash year? Yeah. Please, somebody. All right. Uh, prediction standings. Uh, no change. The one thing I did notice because I was updating our spreadsheet. Apparently, I had missed one point for Truman somewhere along the way. Um, so we're both at three points. However, I have the tiebreaker because I have the only correct score this year. So I'm technically winning at this moment. Still saying it, the belt's coming home. Now, the question for me is going to be, do either of us even break 10 points this year? No. Well, <laughs> or, or at worst, 15. I feel like we never, none of us get past 15. Yeah. Well, you and I will have a chance to be wrong again because... This week is a double match week. I think it's three in three and eight days, if I remember correctly. But first, the Red Bulls will host the Philadelphia Union at home on Saturday, May 6th. 7.30 p.m. is when the coverage starts. The uh, Union come into this one, number 10 in the Eastern Conference. Three, two, and four in the league for 11 points with a plus one goal difference. Their last five league games is one, two, and two. However, they are just coming off of losing a CONCACAF Champions League, um, was it semifinal, I think? Yeah, I think versus, it was semi, uh, quarterfinal, semifinal. I think, it was, I think it was semifinal. Well, either way, it's still pretty far. Um, lost their series to LAFC. I think it was 4-1 aggregate. So they're going to come in pissed. 
the only advantage we have is that we rested, but that's not really an advantage because <laughs> I I am going to read a list of the players not available slash questionable. <clears throat> oh, I don't have the drum roll on here. Oh well. But no, I do. Drum roll, please. All right. So first, Dylan Nealis is questionable to play due to a groin injury. The following players are absolutely ruled out for this week. Serge Noma due to hamstring. Aquinas due to an abductor injury. Lewis Morgan hip. Matt Nakota. I don't even know who the hell he is, honestly, because I haven't seen him play. Hamstring. Steven Sawada with a knee. Frankie Amaya with an ankle. Kyle Duncan with a knee. And Dante Van Zier due to suspension. What a squad. What a squad. Yep. So possible nine players are out this week. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. So much for having not played midweek because your roster is a shot to shit. Yep. Weird thing is it still might actually be like a 1-1 game because it's because you know Philly coming off that they're not having been great in the league this year and Red Bulls somehow find a way to stay in games so we'll see. Uh, so my prediction though I am going with a loss because I do not feel confident in this team getting even a draw against Philly. Um, I think it's I'm going to call another two nothing loss. Mm. Um. The bigger thing for me is what's going to happen to supporters this weekend because um, walking out of the match against Houston is one thing. Walking out against Philly is another. Uh, and I think to also degree the fact that after they left, for lack of any other works, I don't know exactly what to call them, uh, racists moved into the section. After the in, during the Houston game, so I feel like the I, and I don't know what they have planned at the moment, but more of a sit down and not do anything protest might be the better way to go. Well, they're gonna have to stand and not do anything because or true, <laughs> they can't true. stand and not do anything. But either way, just not do anything. Yeah, I think that might make more of an impact than walking out. Uh. So anyway, yeah, that's that. that I'm I'm going with the two nothing loss. I feel like they're gonna have a loss in the stands and a loss on the field. Oof. I I wanted to say a one one draw where we actually do score for first and then Philly equalizes. Um, but I just don't know where that goal is gonna come from. <laughs> I really don't. The steam is so fucking banged up. What, you don't trust Tom Barlow to score? I know, isn't that weird? It's weird that I that I don't trust him to score. Or Corey uh, Burke. I mean, I don't, I don't trust them to get Corey Burke the ball since they already did that last week, so I don't expect them to do that again. Um, he would literally have to take the ball from the keeper and go all the way down the field and score by himself. That's the only way he's going to actually score in this game. I mean, so maybe, I'm gonna go with, uh, maybe he'll be pissed at his old team and actually do it. Maybe, but no, I'm going to say a one nothing loss. I'm saying it's it's going to be annoying because they're going to be down 1-0 and we're going to be scrapping for a goal and we won't get it. And the good news is the fans will really have nothing to cheer about, so it's even better. They're not going to sing anyway. Why give them a reason to? 
Seth, as you know, if we score a goal, they're not going to boo the team. And I feel like booing the team is what this need is what we need at the moment. I boo. I would boo. Can you boo towards the sideline? I don't want to boo the team. The players in the field have, are doing nothing wrong. But if you could Maybe. just boo right towards that that manager's little spot. <clears throat> Maybe a good mid-game fire Struber chance. What we need then? Yeah. Funnel the boos sideways. Yeah. Just just stare at him and boo. And just and don't their boo let's just go boo boo boo. What what would be a more interesting thing to, to watch if you're in the stadium? Struber for 90 minutes or anything else? Like actual game wise. Well, the field else. the game is not gonna be exciting, so you might as well just stare at Struber for 90 minutes. Let him feel like a few thousand daggers. Yeah. All right, so the Red Bulls do have a game midweek. They will host D.C. United in the U.S. Open Cup at um, Montclair. Uh, game is on Tuesday, May 9th, and I believe it's going to be broadcast on the U.S. Soccer YouTube page because their deal with ESPN was done. I think they're now with Turner for this stuff, and apparently they're not going to broadcast every single match, which – you know, the age of internet streaming is very possible to do because all you need is one fucking camera. Yep. Uh, we don't cell phone. Yeah. So no we do not do predictions for cup matches, but what do you think? I mean, I, I'll take a They're going to say they're not winning. No, God, no. And honestly, it's probably the best thing for them to not to not play or not yeah, not play yeah. past this round. Yep. Get knocked out of that too. You suck. Last last thing we need is a somewhat deep open cup run with the, the oh, fucking God, leagues leagues cup thing in the, no. in the summer. No, they need to get knocked out of everything this year early. <clears throat> All right, uh, New York Red Bulls two, uh, surprisingly are picking up points compared to their senior counterparts. Uh, last two matches, a one nothing win at New England, uh, a 0-0 draw that the team won on penalty kicks at Chicago Fire 2. Uh, that makes their record 2-1-3, 11 points, zero goal difference, uh, number five in the Eastern Conference of Next Pro. Their next match is on Sunday, May 7th, uh, when they will host Philly 2 <laughs> at 7 p.m. So we get to lose to Philly twice in one weekend. That's nice. Yes. Love it. Gotham FC have played three times in the last two weeks. Uh, one with the first match being a one nothing win versus North Carolina Courage in the league, followed up by unfortunately a two nothing loss at the KC Current. Uh, but they came back with a one one draw at the North Carolina Courage in the Challenge Cup. <laughs> so in the league, they sit with a three zero two record. Nine points, zero goal difference, number five in the NWSL. And in the Challenge Cup, one, one, and zero, four points, plus one goal difference, and number one in Group A. Uh, their next match is this Sunday, May 7th, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, where they are at the Chicago Red Stars. <clears throat> All right, so. Go roof for Gotham. Yeah. All right, so at this point, we would do the dumping ground. We're going to change things up. First, it's time for the Red Bull F1 update. 
And box now, box, box now, box for hard. Stay out, stay out, stay out. Fuck, fuck! Why, what, what I do? Listen. I you want, gotta explain. You gotta explain I, that first. No, I'm not going to. I want someone to tell me what it is. I want someone to go find that. Okay. I'll give you like uh, till next week if someone can tweet at me or tweet at our account and see if they know exactly where that's from. I will tell you this: it's um, pretty recent. It's not from like ten years ago or something. It's it's relatively recent, honestly. So here's the funny thing. So the, the link you sent me to do this. Mm-hmm. Between when you originally sent it and when I went to go pull it, got taken down due to copyright. I had to find a different source for it. Oh shit! <laughs> so yeah, tell me, tell me the the driver and tell me the race. How about that? Yeah, I want to see if anyone follows. Probably not, but fuck it, I'll give you guys a chance. Uh, it's one of my favorite sound bites <laughs> ever. <laughs> uh, that being said, hey, uh, really good result in Azerbaijan where the Red Bulls went. Uh, Checo actually won the sprint and the race on Sunday. Uh, Red Bulls finished 1-2 in the race. Uh, Checo won. Max finished second. Uh, Jay, did you watch the race? I watched both the sprint and the Grand Prix. So you know, I mean, really the biggest reason Max Max didn't win was because of Checo getting that safety car advantage right there because Max uh, actually pitted the lap before the safety car came out, which gave Checo that advantage. Um, and that was like, that was reason number one. He just could not, and they're both driving Red Bull cars, so you really can't catch any of them. Um, but I mean, another great result for that team. Um, the one Red Bull team you can actually count on to do well, which is really nice. And this weekend they're in Miami. So if we have anyone who is from Florida, uh, from the Miami area, listen to this show, you should probably go there, spend a billion dollars because that's about how much it costs to go to that. Um, Max won that last year. I expect more of the same. I think they changed the track up a little bit. Um, but it's cool. Again, it's only the second time they've been in Miami. Uh, so I'll be watching. I'll be watching on Sunday. It should be a fun race. So the the thing I found interesting about the uh, Azerbaijan, Azerbaijan. Baku, yeah. say Baku. Baku was not the fact that it was one two, right? Because it was the same. It was the same result in both the sprint and the um, Grand Prix. But the fact that Verstappen had a twenty-one second lead on third. Yeah, it's the haves and the have-nots. I know it's just what it is. And, and it was a Ferrari. It's not even like it's like a, a different. It's not like it's a Aston Martin or something else. No, a fucking Ferrari was twenty-one seconds behind. Yeah. It's just crazy. And I think uh, this weekend was the first time Ferrari got on the uh, podium. I mean, we're not that many races in, but, you know, again, they, last year Ferrari had a lot of success. They qualify uh, for the pole in both too, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, when you when you qualify, your position there in the sprint is the same that you start on Sunday. Well, no, so apparently, um, what was it? On, on my DVR, it was called Practice 2. Mm-hmm. was what they called the sprint shootout. So it was a shortened qualifying for the sprint race. And they just happened to qualify in roughly the same order. Max and Perez flipped for the sprint in the Grand Prix. Oh, yeah, yeah. But after I watched the sprint, I like, what the fuck? Like, I thought that there was qualifying for it. And it's just, I guess, 
ESPN never updated their channel guide, so. And what I love about Baku, it's one of the cool street courses because you see the old castles. It's it's a fucking awesome race to watch. What, what was that? Turn seven? Is that was it? Turn seven? I think it's the, the, the crazy one right next to the castle where you get blinded coming <laughs> coming out of it. Yeah. Yep. And it's super tight. Yeah. It's, it's there's some crazy turns in that race, and there's big, uh, you know, long stretches of, of straightaway. So probably my second favorite besides Monaco. It's probably my second favorite race just because of where it is. I love those street courses. I, it's it's so cool to watch. The Vegas one this year is going to be fucking bananas. Hmm. Apparently Sergio Perez loves those street races, though. He sure fucking does. I think right. he's, he's only the second person ever to win uh, that place twice. Oh, wow. To win in Baku, yeah. <clears throat> well, at least that, what was it? They said 326, that course will be there, so. Yep. So I did think of a cool trip to make if the schedule's lined up. <clears throat> Would be if Red Bulls played in Austin the same weekend as the, uh, was the, the U.S. Grand Prix. Yeah, that'd be that would rule. That'd be a good trip. Yeah. Or I guess if if a game against Inter Miami happened to line up, or or against the Impact. That's true. That's true. I forgot. Was it the Canadian Grand Prix? Yeah, you got, you got a few choices. Yeah. If you want to go to a Las Vegas Lights game. Wait, there's an there's an F1 in event in Las Vegas. Yeah, this year's the first. I just said it. The first year. This year's in Vegas. Street course. Wait. I looked at the schedule. I didn't think I saw them up there. Buddy, you are missing out. You need to just stop following the F1 Instagram page. Get on that thing. Yep, they're going to literally oh, track down okay. Vegas Strip. Okay, that better be a night race. I, I think, I believe it is. I believe it's a night race. Let's see. Track track time for that race is ten o'clock. So yes. What time was it? What'd you say? Ten. Local time. Ten local. So seven. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that would be that. Driving down the Vegas Strip like that'd be awesome. Yeah, it's it's gonna be fucking wild to watch. Now, if only they showed the actual circuit overlaid on the, you know, the actual map, that'd be cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to the dumping ground. I'm the trash man. So the only thing I have is that the New York Red Bull signed a new player. Unfortunately, it's not a forward. It's another, <laughs> it's another young midfielder. Uh, Ronald Doncor from, uh, I don't remember the, the name of the team, but a second-level Ghanaian, Ghanaian club. So, yeah. We'll see him in a month and a half when he's actually able to play. So, If it's yeah. a month and a half, we'll probably see him on Red Bulls 2 first, and then we'll be gone in three years. Yeah. We apparently signed him through the end of 2026. Or it's a four-year deal, I think, is what they said. So I guess through the end of 27. Exciting. Yeah. Instant impact player. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about with the dumping ground? Wrexham won the league, huh? 
That's that was yeah. exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait for welcome to Wrexham season two. Man, uh, Hollywood money just really helps, and that that TikTok sponsorship. Um, but I, it's it's not often you get to see them come up with a show where exactly what they want to accomplish actually happens. And it's going to be the second season this team got promoted from that show. Um, really cool to see. I don't know. That's a really cool story. Um, I love that those guys are really invested in this team. And it's not just, oh, we bought a team. We don't go to any of the games. It's just like something that we own. Um, really, really cool. So congrats to them. I, I kind of feel sorry for Rob McElhaney because every time I see a story about them, it's always about Ryan Reynolds. Oh, of, co- of course. <laughs> of course. I mean, yeah, Ryan's the one that has the money, but Rob's the one that actually made it happen. Yes, and he's the one that's like, like crazy obsessed. Yeah. Uh, Pat had mentioned to us that apparently uh, Rob owns a bar in Philly that's kind of become a semi-official Wrexham bar. Yeah. Asked, asked if we wanted to go. I said, eh, maybe. I know it's a little far for you, but. Plus, you got to go to Philly. Well, true. Well, I think I have to go to Philly for the World Cup. So either way, I'm going there at some point. That's true. All right. Uh, so I mentioned at the beginning of the show we're bringing we're we're going to have a separate segment for something. So we are bringing back Pat's betting corner. Here it is. Hey everybody, welcome to Pat's Betting Quarters, brought to you by BetSam, helping you get an edge on the sports books. Well, the action I'm looking at this week is Red Bulls versus Philadelphia at Red Bull Arena. That's right, our home team. I think Philadelphia might be coming down from their midweek loss to LAFC in the CONCACAF Champions League, so I'm not sure they have the juice to beat the Red Bulls. However, I don't believe the Red Bulls have the juice to beat Philadelphia. If you take a look at the BetStamp app, you'll find that the best odds for a draw are in BetRivers and Barstool Sportsbooks at plus 250. That's what I'm looking for. For some non-Red Bull action, the game I like the most is Nashville versus Chicago, and I am taking Nashville at home. The best odds you can find for them to win is Meg120 on Caesar Sportsbooks. But you too can get in on the action and find a leg up on the sportsbooks with the BetStamp app. And use promo code RBRANT and make some money over the sportsbooks. He, he a read right there, baby. That's a read. <laughs> My boy. So if anybody's wondering, he, he, he's coming back for that. Only that. <laughs> he's yeah. not coming back to the show. He'll come back but, at some point. We'll get, we'll get it back in here. Don't worry. But I want to say, that production was all him. I had no hand in that. Yeah. So that level of production, if you like that segment, if and it, you feel like it drops off at any point, you go after Pat, not me. Just want to make sure we're clear. More important, Jersey peeps, uh, go download that app yep. uh, and use the promo car code <laughs> RBRANTS because you help us out. Yep, definitely right? do. Yes. <clears throat> All right. Listen, uh, listen if, wait, hold on. One more thing. Listen, and enough of you download it. I believe we were almost promised tickets to a Blue Jays game. So listen, just can you still start, just download the app. You, you know, you, you, you're you right. I, I think there was a little bit more than that. I think it was not I, just tickets to a Blue Jays game. 
maybe maybe some uh, per diem as well. Well, I, I also want dinner at the CN Tower. I know. Listen, I know I'm saying a lot. All right, there's a lot here, but I think y'all can make that happen if we get enough downloads. Um, the three of us can go to Toronto. And I think at some and we'll point we'll send you pictures. I, we'll take pictures and send it to everybody. I, I think at some point a plane flight was mentioned. I'm oh, not sure. Oh yeah, yeah, they got it. Yeah, we got it. Someone's got to pay for the flight too. So, <laughs> but uh, no, seriously. Uh, I will say this. Uh, it's actually pretty cool to have a real sponsor for the show. So we've been doing this for how long? Started in 2012. So this is year number 12. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I think it's pretty rad to, to have a sponsor. We had uh, some sponsors in the back in the day that were completely <laughs> hilarious. And fake. Uh, but I, 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 feel, I feel like some of those sponsors need to make a comeback. Yeah, I did love them, but um, shout out to Bet Stamp. It was really cool uh, that they approached us and we and we kind of put this together. So, yeah. And again, if you bet, bet responsibly. Don't bet more than you can afford to. Right. All right. Uh, with that, it brings us to our last segment of the show: Truman's terrible team of the week. That's terrible. All right, so I had to do a little bit of digging here because uh, MLS was not that exciting last weekend. But I found a game today in the – here we go. You ready? The Allsvenskan. That's right. The Allsvenskan, which is in Sweden, of course, where uh, – here we go. Gothborg beat Diggerfors 6 nothing. Six nothing. Uh, Gothborg is second to last in the league, and they had amazing goals from Gustav Svensson, Sebastian Olsen, uh, Marcus Berg scored a couple goals there. Elias Hagen scored a goal. It was a hell of a game. Oh, and Oscar went. So there you go. Six nothing win, uh, which puts them right, uh, not going anywhere. Right, still in fifteenth place out of sixteen teams. So, still probably getting relegated there, guys. But yeah, at least you won a game 6 nothing. It got your goal differential way up because the other team behind you is uh, minus 8. Wow. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, one more thing before we wrap up. I, I just remembered this. <clears throat> so, I believe it was the last episode was, unfortunately, the racism episode. Yeah. Um, where we talked about the protests. And I was pronouncing the one supporters group, Decordia. And uh, I'm guessing he's a member. Uh, Ray reached out to us through Facebook. Uh, and surprise, surprise, I said a name wrong. Uh, it's supposed to be Torseda, is how you say it. So I apologize for any members of Torseda 96 that happen to be listening to the show. I did not mean to mispronounce the name of your, your group. I'm sorry about that. But as you know, Jay is going to mess up the spelling of uh, and the pronunciation of anything. So it, it's, it's, it's just to be expected, everybody. In, in this world, there's only a few things you can count on. Death taxes and me mispronouncing things. So, I mean, it's just how it is. All right. Uh, let's wrap this one up. You can visit us at patreon.com slash rebel rant. One dollar a month gets you exclusive content such as live wrap ups. Uh, I'm sorry, monthly wrap wrap ups, live post games, anything we decide to do. 
you know, now that it's May, we maybe should do an April one. We should talk about that. Who wants to revisit this team? They're so terrible. Okay, well, maybe Who maybe we need to... Uh, how, how about this? You guys, why don't you tell us what you want a bonus show on, okay? Please don't make us wrap up this god-awful team. I, I was going to suggest maybe Ted Lasso. Oh, I should probably... I should probably Start watching? watching that show. I'm only a couple episodes in, so... I'll talk about Ted Lasso, uh, the NHL playoffs... Uh, I think Double or Nothing's yeah. coming out. Please, for the love of God, don't don't make us discuss this team any more than we have to. <laughs> I should get the battle the BattleBots guys back on. Actually, that's what I should do. That that that'd be a good idea. We should do Talk that. Talk to Adam and Eric. Get those guys back here. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, you can visit us Red Bull. I'm sorry. Email us if you want to give us your thoughts. RedBullRant at gmail.com. If you want to call us and leave us a voicemail. Uh, like our friend Eddie does every once in a while, 973-348-5329. We will play you on the show. Don't So don't just call us and think you just can rant. You'll, we'll actually put you on the show. <clears throat> Facebook.com slash Red Bull Rant. On Twitter, at Red Bull Rant for the show. At Dr. Stooge myself, at the Truman for Truman. Uh, I guess I should say uh, our sponsor is at Betstamp. Yes. I think they have multiple accounts, but at Betstamp is the official one. Um, subscribe to us our show to yeah, via iTunes, Stitcher, Radio, YouTube Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. I may be adding Amazon Music to that list because I think I had something in our email for it, but we'll, we'll I'll see how involved that is. Any last words before we get out of here? Yes, there is definitely one team I want to win this weekend, and one team only. Well, I mean, I guess the Mets, but I mean they're just. They're just dogs right now. They're just dogs. But listen, that's the New Jersey Devils because they're actually in the playoffs. All right. Rangers are home. Devils are still playing. Let's fucking go Devils. Red Bulls, whatever. All right. So on that note, for Truman and myself, this is episode 427 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. And as always, go Red Bulls racing. Yeah. Yeah.